Welcome to the fourth episode of MDRT's Agency Principle Series, a five-part series featuring discussion about the state of the insurance industry. In this episode, hear the agency principal's role in training advisors and helping them stay up to date on technology trends. Our participants are... Jim Pittman, Insurance Consulting Services. Brian Winnikoff, I'm the President and CEO of Crump Insurance Services. Ben Nevigens, I'm the President at LifePro Financial Services. Tori Van Dusen-Rose, Diversified Brokerage Services. Ryan Penny, Penny Insurance. Gonzalo Garcia from Agency One. You'll hear from these industry leaders how technology can serve the advisor, improving their bottom line. We talked a little bit about training and the fact that the career shops aren't training anymore. You can't find folks that have had a good skill set providing them. So again, if you just touch on what you're doing there in terms of helping develop that advisor who may have some flat spots in their armor that needs some help. Yeah, we've actually done a significant amount of work on that piece, the education and the training. We actually do a unique webinar every single day. It's about 30, 35 minutes. Some of them are video, some of them are just a PowerPoint with a voiceover, but it's education on solutions. Very rarely do we touch on product, except where it's appropriate to meet a solution. So that's become a huge part of what we do and why uh, advisors are attracted to us. But more than that, it's actually a great way of uh, institutional advertisement. It's marketing. And we've actually gone so far as to open up our trainees completely. Whether somebody's appointed with us or not, we make that available. And A, we think that's what the industry needs, more education. You're right, the career shops aren't doing it. Advisors don't always have access to some of these types of organizations and professional development. So we want to educate as many as we can and really all ships rise in a, a rising tide. So. We, we spend a lot of money doing it, and I think it's worth it. Yeah, it's, it's critical both for our own associates as well as for our clients, and we develop our training programs in a very similar way. We try to work bottoms up on what we think is going to be most impactful and what's the highest area of need. We offer what I'd call foundational training. So for a financial advisor, basic selling skills and closing and presenting, the blocking and tackling things that would make them more productive in their practice, prospecting is another example. We offer solutions-based training and how to think about where insurance fits within the spectrum of financial products and protection products that are out there. And we offer it in several different ways, online, WebExes, certainly in group sessions, and the added value of the in-person training sessions not just as it interactive and typically gets deeper because you've got the full time and attention, but it's also a great networking opportunity for advisors to share ideas. And idea sharing is another form of training that's particularly important. Um, and Gazelle, I know you guys have done a lot of that as well through yeah. your regional and yeah. annual meetings as yeah. well. The other thing is I think that we participate in membership committees and those kinds of things for MDRT, for Forum, for ALU and so on. We have to encourage people to join these organizations and become engaged. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm actually on a couple of membership committees for organizations and I'm pretty active in that. So I think that's critical that they, they have to get engaged with some of the other environments that will provide them the same kind of face-to-face -face and group training that, that, that we, we do. We talked about it before, there's more opportunities for training than there's honestly probably a desire for people to get trained. Yeah. I think the challenge is sort of sifting through on a personal level what skills you want to develop and then how best to access opportunities to develop those skills. So one needs to have a plan, one needs to have an agenda. One shouldn't try to do everything all at once. It should be a building approach for them individually or for their folks. And then. 
Although the carriers certainly have declined their agency forces in a lot of ways, there's tremendous training available out there, and at least with, with our organization, they'll fly our people out, they'll house them, they'll do days of training with their operations group, with their sales group, product agnostic type training opportunities. There's lots of other third parties that, that you can get involved with. So there's, I think, more opportunities out there than demand. It's just a matter of sifting through what one wants to do to improve themselves. Yeah, I think these days you almost have to be a jack of all trades. You need to provide those seminars where the brokers come in and may have a donut and coffee and sit them down, grant them access to the wonderful professionals that we relate with on a regular basis from our carriers, but also with technology changing so fast and people just wanting everything on the go, quick and short and sweet, you need to be prepared to offer podcasts or quick little even YouTube videos just to get the point across. And, and most of it is absolutely just either personal professional development training or conceptual training for, for life insurance sales. We really just try to stay away from the product training. That's a just-in-time scenario when the need has been derived and, and our case design folks can handle that need. Well, I think that segues right into our next question about technology, and we deal with some of the negatives of technology, but I've heard you say technology is a great boon in, in using the iPad, whether it's to show a video or to have a sales process. Did, could you comment on how technology is a positive, I guess, in, in terms of helping your advisors be more productive? versus the generation before. Yeah, I think it's a positive and a negative in some regard. It's, it's starting to take away that very crucial, important face-to-face -face interaction that you still need to have. But it is, it's a challenge to stay up on what's the latest and greatest. And fortunately, some or maybe a couple of the carriers have been recognizing that fact and they're offering up technological marketing, educational opportunities for BGAs and their staff. Otherwise, it's going out and hiring young, smart IT people that can really make sense of some of these applications and pull them together for the use of your agency, but also incorporating your professional business development leaders in your agency, whether they're advanced sales attorneys or your chief underwriter, and gather the, the intellect to create these vignettes. This is a business of storytelling, and I think a lot of people have lost the art of storytelling. And you go to TOT or some of these organizations, and you listen to some of the folks that have been doing this a while, they're master storytellers. And trying to replicate that with technology is very difficult, and is it going to be a long transition period? It will happen. I think it's, it has to happen, because the art of storytelling is very difficult to pass on when you've been doing this a while. You know what I'm talking about. So and when you listen to the, some of the folks in these organizations on uh, presenting their own sales ideas and kind of how they approach their market, it's amazing to listen to them. I think the biggest advantage I see to technology at the moment, and we use this pretty heavily, is to eliminate the heavy lifting at the low end, mm -hmm. right? So a term policy, as an example, is not a particularly difficult transaction in and of itself. And so if you give a producer the right tools to make that process go quickly, smoothly, be kind of painless on their perspective. It frees up your staff and their time to focus on other larger case design and advanced planning and training concepts that are ultimately, I think, the business that all of us kind of look to. And when you kind of look at those two things, technology really is designed to automate repetitive tasks. Agreed. So if you're processing an application, 
there's probably a hundred steps that we each take in our agencies to do that. And so the question becomes, of those hundred, how many can I automate with technology? Can I get it down so that I only have three or four human touches? Can I get it down to one? Can I get it down to none? That's kind of the holy grail, I think. But that, again, I think this has been said several times, it doesn't take the human interaction out of it. If anything, technology should be leveraged to increase human interaction by eliminating redundant, repetitive tasks. Yeah, we viewed technology as a, a tool, not a solution, and it's an asset. It could make an organization or an individual more efficient, as we're talking about here, through straight through transactional business or other mediums. It could allow one to market in different ways by leveraging big data and propensity to buy, leveraging large pools of individuals or whatnot. It could support the underwriting process and get the simplified issue product that's competitive and all of that. It could help sales processes through CRM systems and, and things of that nature and having information readily available at fingertips when interacting with a client. But it doesn't replace, at the heart of it, what we do is support the advice for for solutions. I think about it, I've never said it this way, and I, th I think it holds up though. Technology doesn't build a house, right? But power tools help you build a house more efficiently and more effectively, help you design a house more efficiently and more effectively, help you communicate what that house looks like more efficiently and more effectively. People still need to design the house, people still need to build the house, people still need to live in the house and all that. So. My view is, in this world, like I said before, if you're not ahead of the curve, you're behind the curve on this. And not that all technology solutions are applicable to all folks who play in the industry, but you got to understand what's out there to try to get ahead, or you will be behind. And certainly in our business, and you said it very well, is, is there are processes that if we take out of our businesses because of technology, and I think it's coming, and in fact, it's already here, that we can run our shops more profitably and focus on things that lead to more solution-based selling and, and more solution-based creativity because we're not spending all this time and money on repetitive processes, which the industry could take out. Thanks for listening. Next month, find our fifth episode on SoundCloud or iTunes.